Welcome to It's No Secret, a podcast for Kiwis who want their money questions answered. Ready, steady, go. This podcast will answer the money questions you may or may not have on your mind. We'll talk to real Kiwis and share truths about our own financial lives, both the successes and the failures. Because the truth is, there is no secret to achieving financial freedom. Hello and welcome to It's No Secret. I'm Christine. And I'm Kat. And today on the podcast, we're tackling the question of do I let money control my life? So this one is an interesting one because your relationship with money is the absolute starting point of your financial journey. How you feel about and approach using money impacts so many areas of your life, whether you're consciously making those decisions or not. How do you Tricky. feel about this topic, Kat? Yeah, Let's, I, I feel l- like that's a great place to start. <laughs> I, I love this. I think the thing that you just said that really resonated with me is whether you're conscious of it or not. I think it, you know it's it's really challenging sometimes to recognize what impact money is having in your life. And oftentimes we default to shying away from it because it makes us uncomfortable or it's a little bit scary or we don't want to talk about it. Totally. And then we get, you know, develop habits and all sorts of different things that may or may not be good for us. So great conversation to be having because yep. yeah, I feel like our our relationships with money have also changed over time, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I think where I am now versus two years ago versus when I was a kid is completely different. So that leads me to the starting point. I, I really think the kind of basis of understanding your relationship with money is knowing what a healthy relationship with money is. So what do you think a healthy relationship with money is, Kat? A healthy relationship with money really looks like you being in control or aware of how money is affecting your life and I suppose you directing it as opposed to you being directed by your money. So that feeling of always chasing your tail or never really knowing what you're doing and feeling a little bit out of control is the definition of what we don't want to have is what an unhealthy relationship looks like. And then also – just, yeah, being aware of what we're doing and making conscious choices. I think that's mm-hmm. it, like making purposeful choices around what we're doing with our money and how it's affecting us. Yeah, definitely. I would also add on to that, not feeling guilty every time you spend money and kind of that negative impact that it can start to have over time. Um, and also Having not- positive feelings. Oh, absolutely. Towards and- money. Is this yeah. possible? <laughs> yeah, um, I would say yes, but maybe not all the time. Yes. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then... On top of that, spending money in line with your values. So I think Mm. really making a conscious effort, like you said, to put your money into things that you believe in buying locally or investing locally, if that's something that you want to kind of move towards. Um, but then on Do you top- think that that's hard because not everyone is necessarily aware of their values in the first place oh, at a conscious level? So then, of course, it's sometimes easy to maybe spend in ways that is in a discord with your values or how you'd ultimately like to be using your money. Yes, 100%. I think often we don't know ourselves very well. We might think that we do. And that is absolutely the starting point of forming a relationship, but also changing your relationship with money is understanding who you are, what you value, what you're moving towards and what your goals are as well. How much money do I really want to spend on this thing? And okay, I see my friend spending money on XYZ thing. Am I going to feel guilty because I choose to spend on something different? Or am I you know, happy that I'm consciously not choosing that? I feel like that's really important. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah, that leads me on to kind of um, the mindset that we have with money. Are we operating from a place of abundance or a place of scarcity? So are we constantly thinking, I don't have enough or I need more or 
we don't want to spend money. We're scared to spend money. So we hoard it instead and don't kind of like share it around. Mm-hmm. Or do we operate from a place of, I do have enough. I am more than enough. I'm grateful for what I have. Um, I want to give to others. I understand kind of the cyclical nature of money that it is about, you know, we invest and save to then eventually spend in our retirement. So it's going to be out there in the economy anyway. Why not take a positive spin on it? That is a very good point. That is something that I really personally struggle with because the practical and I suppose rational part of my brain and my experience as a previous financial advisor, I know that on paper I have enough and I am – you know, have good financial habits. My husband and I are good savers, are, you know, able to achieve the things that we want. But then I think sometimes it is easy to fall into a place of stress and I guess going back to that feeling of kind of scarcity and feeling concerned or worried about, you know, your future and what that looks like. And um, it is very much a, I guess, personality thing and an individual thing. I'm probably a little bit lucky that Luke is a lot more um, abundance mindset than I am possibly (laughs) the natural pessimist when it comes to our finances. And so we balance each other out. But if I didn't have that, how would I get that perspective? Oh, totally. And where where do you think that kind of – well, Luke having an abundance mindset and maybe you having a scarcity one comes from. Is that something that you've learned over time? or uh, I, I actually think that it's 100% a Kiwi thing for him. I think that he very much has the attitude of she'll be right. <laughs> thing, what goes around comes around. You know, it'll always get better. That kind of real positive, like we'll always have money, money in, money out. It's fine. You don't have to plan so much or stress about it. Whereas just through, I think, what I studied at university and the area that I worked in, my natural, I'm very much a natural planner and a little bit of a future warrior. So I like to think about what's going to happen in 12 months and what will happen in five years and what will happen in 10 years. Whereas he's much more 10 years, whatever happens will happen and we'll be fine. And that's all I need to know about it. Whereas, yeah, I'm not that person. I find that so interesting because while that perspective is so great and so useful in certain situations, I think it's very dangerous to move towards ignorance where you are, then it kind of drives you to not take control or not consider. It's easy to turn the blind eye if you have that kind of attitude all the time, right? And you just kind of think, okay, I don't actually need to look at this, you know, potential credit card debt that I have here that I'm ignoring, (laughs) or it doesn't really matter that I haven't checked in with my KiwiSaver or that, you know, my savings isn't really going up in the way that I wanted it to be because everything will always be right. And I guess you're right. That is the dangerous flip side. Oh, absolutely. And I was reading a stat the other day in a recent study the CFFC did that one third of women in New Zealand don't even know which funds their KiwiSaver is invested in. So that to me is a really scary stat to know that you just don't have control or a lot of women in New Zealand don't have a control or even an understanding of what they're investing in. And I think, I mean, as we'll speak to later in our key tips, um, gaining clarity of your finances is a huge step to gaining control. Yes. Do you think that that comes from, you know, let's say that those are people in their 20s or their 30s, do you think that that's a behavior that they've had for over in a day or is it something that is new? Is it something that's unique to you when you're older in life? Well, how do you start to have a better relationship with money? Is it something that your parents taught you? Yeah, so I was going to say I'm a firm believer on um, – I think it's a combination of, of the two things because, you know, at the age of three we start to um, pick up some, on some of our parents' 
money habits and then they're really cemented at the age of seven. Seven is so young. Oh my goodness, I know. To forming the relationship that we have until we kind of reach an aha moment or a, a key life event or a period of transition that forces us to take a hard look at ourselves mm-hmm. and then maybe make that change. Or, you know, for me, it was um, my catalyst moment was going traveling, absolutely spending all of my money. And I did it very consciously because I knew that I didn't have a good relationship with money. And I thought, okay, here's X, Y, Z amount of money. I'm going to go spend it all. And then I'm actually going to get myself into some debt. And I did. I There was one week where I had no money in my bank and I actually had to ask my mum for money to pay my rent. It's so embarrassing. But it was in that moment I remember saying to myself, I will never, ever do this again and I yeah. never want to have to ask her for money. And from there on, I've now saved, I've started investing, I've totally reshaped how I've done things. But that was after being so blissfully unaware for 22 years that I was a spender and that I had totally no control, but also mm. that was mirrored by my parents growing up, I think. So yeah. What, what about you? What do you think is a combination of the habits? And I definitely think a lot of it is to do with the, you know, as you say, the habits and behaviors that you see as a child and that are mirrored by people in your family. And sometimes that does make it even more challenging to change your relationship with money or your money mindset. If you're trying to do something outside of the norm of the people that are around you, not to put Luke in the hot seat, but I remember his <laughs> aha moment, probably more clearly than the mine. dirty laundry. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, clearly I'm burying my own aha moment in the depths of my memory because I'm like, that's embarrassing. I don't want to remember that. Um, but his was when we started working with a financial advisor when we were living in Melbourne and we hadn't combined our finances because we'd only been together for a little while. And we both felt that we wanted to do better things with money, but we weren't at the stage of our lives where we wanted to do that together. So mm-hmm. we started independently working with the same financial advisor. And as part of the process that she put us through, she really encouraged us to do like quite a detailed breakdown of our budget and spending together get an idea of are you in a cash flow surplus or deficit position and Luke for whatever reason just really took this project by the horns and he (laughs) actually physically printed out six months worth of bank statements which is quite a stack of paper when you think about it yes and and I think he even had it bound it was very weird he went to office works and did the whole thing (laughs) and then um he went through and highlighted basically every kind of discretionary expense to figure out what is it outside of my bills that I'm spending in certain areas. And only through doing that did he realize that over the 12 month period that he was looking at, he had more outgoings from his bank account than his net income, mm-hmm. which for those of you that love maths basically means you're in a cash flow deficit position and you're probably relying on debt, you know, in the form of to credit cards or mm-hmm. personal loans, or whatever it is to top you up. And up until that point, he didn't even realize that that was the case. And I think you can really see that unless you have that moment, as you talked about and as he had, mm-hmm how do you know to change? You know, if that had not happened, he would have just probably continued with that behavior thinking that he was doing okay for many number of years. And then it's really hard to change that behavior. So that was definitely, yeah, his tipping point. I guess mine, um, I'm just trying to think. Actually, no, I do. I do remember. So it was when I had been working as a financial advisor for a couple of years. And at the time I was working with a lot of kind of ultra high net worth people. So people that had many, many, many more dollars than I could ever (laughs) imagine. 
And I was, you know, advising them on all sorts of different things around investment portfolios and how to help their children through to their superannuation, insurances, all that sort of stuff. And it dawned on me one day in a meeting that I was sitting there telling other people how to manage their finances and doing absolutely nothing of that for myself. Like I didn't have personal insurances. I didn't really care what my Australian super was doing. I didn't have an intentional budget. I had no kind of like direct savings plan. I certainly was not investing. And I felt so deeply hypocritical that I was like, oh my God, what am I, how can I sit here and tell other people that and actually not do any of that behavior myself? And so I think that was when I was probably about 25 and that really, yeah, gave me a kick up the bum. But I feel like it's so easy to be so unaware of the fact that you're doing that as well. So having that awareness and consciousness that you know, you're sitting here talking to these high net worth people and you are an absolute shambles. I know, I know. And the funny thing is, is, you know, you think about it and I'm like, I, I did a commerce degree, business degree at university and I'd done studied that for three years and then I'd been working for quite a while at that point. And it still took me quite a few years to realize that maybe I should practice <laughs> what I preach and yeah, get my life sorted. Yeah. Well, hey, here we are today and you are crushing. Thanks. A a lot has changed. (laughs) A lot has changed. But I guess that probably leads us to another really good point, which is my personal opinion and experience since then is that your money mindset or how you feel about money is an ever evolving thing. Mm. You know, it's not something that's fixed in time. And once you're good at it, you're always good at it. Or once you're bad at it, you're always bad at it. Because I feel that there have absolutely been fluctuations along the way where exactly that, I feel like I'm crushing it. And then other times where I just feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is so hard. Like, Mm. I felt budgeting and saving was really easy and now I feel like it's absolutely not. And Mm. there are definitely, I feel, you know, a lot of missteps that we've taken in the last couple of years and I'm probably a little bit more critical on myself than I should be. But I think, yeah, having an awareness of that, right, is important. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just about to say, or I was just thinking, last year was total curveball. Last year was so challenging. Yeah, it was so challenging. um, But we did the best that we could with what we had at the time and Mm. external circumstances meant that, that, you know, we had to react in the way that we did. So not beating ourselves up as to where we were and where we are now versus where we would like to be is really important um, to then developing a great relationship because if we're always focused on what has happened and not what we're moving towards, then how are you going to make progress? Absolutely. Recognizing that, even when you are trying your best or if you're just trying to move forward in some way, there are always external circumstances that can come and take your best efforts and just knock them off their perch for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's fine. That is what is being human and, you know, trying not to give yourself too hard a task of, you know, always being perfect. No one can ever be perfect with money. Oh, absolutely. And so in terms of how we can get better with or improve our relationship with money, do you have any kind of tips? for that? My tips would be, be honest with yourself. I think that is the hardest starting point. Mm -hmm. If you're really struggling to do that, find someone that can help you. So if you have a partner or a significant other, maybe getting their views of the types of things that you are really good at, you know, Mm -hmm. start with the positives. What are you really good at when it comes to money? And maybe what are you not so good at? Um, And just being, I think, open to hearing that sort of feedback or giving yourself that feedback and then tackling bite-sized steps. I think one of the things that I've seen a lot 
is people try and change their behavior towards money and they try and do everything. It's like, you know, a total 180 in <laughs> yeah. a week. And that is just setting yourself up for failure. It's that age, to the choir. <laughs> uh, it is that age-old thing of like, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week. No one does that. It's the exact same with your money. Just do not set yourself a goal or a task that is so far from where you currently are. You mm. really need to kind of take incremental steps because if you go full hog and you get disappointed or stressed out um, by not being able to achieve it, you're probably just going to give up. For sure, definitely. And a couple of tips I have would be, number one, make money fun because it is and it's really empowering when you have control of it as well. So my tips would be to spend a little bit of money on you every month. For me, it's a coffee a day and there are so many people that would say cut out the coffee to save the house, but I completely disagree because I think that that's the one thing that brings me joy every day. Yep. Um, and that's going to continue to keep me moving towards those bigger goals um, when I have to make other sacrifices down the road. Um, so really like not cutting out everything or sacrificing everything to get to that goal. It's, it's a, it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, you have to enjoy your time on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then another one would be pick up the phone and have a conversation, whether that's with your parents or your friends or, you know, anyone that you inspire to be like and try to understand, A, what their experiences were when they were younger with money and how they changed or got to the point that they wanted to be at. And then also with your parents try to understand what their habits were like when you were a kid so you can understand how you formed those perceptions of your money and then try to shift them that would be my last tip is based on the conversations that you have take action to try to do something and do something small yep yeah find someone that can hold you accountable to that as well yes definitely surround yourself with people who are like money mentors yeah I think the conversations one is fantastic because one thing I would add to that is it's never too late to have a conversation. You know, Luke and I have been together for over seven years now and only a couple of weeks ago did we have a conversation around some quite specific behaviours and I guess learned behaviours that we both had from our childhoods in quite kind of like key moments in our lives. So Luke's parents are separated and we talked quite specifically about some of the things around money and his view from when he was younger of what was happening in that situation. And I also talked about my dad had had like various business successes and failures and how some of those failures were portrayed in our family and my impressions of that. And they're conversations that we'd never had. And we talk about money all the time. He's bloody sick of me. <laughs> so it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, you can always have more discussions and further understandings and more kind of growth and realizations around these topics. It's not something that you have to do and then never think about again. Or it's also not something that you have to get everything out on the table at once because that's really hard. And sometimes we don't want to be too introspective all at once. Exactly. Yeah, it takes a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. I actually think that's a really good point is understanding working on your individual relationship with money is really going to help you in a relationship to then move towards your goals collectively. I know for me and Ollie, uh, we have very different perspectives on money. Now I think we're kind of moving towards um, the same, but our upbringing has meant that I like to take risks and he doesn't which is quite interesting that it's that way because Different traditionally dynamic. yeah it is it tends to be men who like to take more risks and For women sure. that are safer 
So yeah, understanding that I can be a good influence on him to try to be more aggressive and, and grow with his money earlier and I can learn good habits of him, i.e. learning how to budget and sticking to it. <laughs> so yeah, that can make you stronger too to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for today, Kat. It was super fun to dive in. It was. And for those of you listening at home, to find out more about how you can be better with money, head to It's No Secret co.nz forward slash one we'll see you next tuesday bye <laughs> hey guys it's kat again if you enjoyed today's episode hit subscribe on apple podcasts and that way you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released happy listening <laughs>